Hello everyone, this is Trevor with T-Time Reports. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. It is greatly appreciated. This is a very um, important episode to me because this is one of my favorite movies of all time and I want to do this film a justice uh, in talking about it in a light where people can genuinely find inspiration to go watch it themselves. Um, I think that's important with these types of episodes. Like When I do these reviews, I'm not just like analytically breaking a film down to shit on it or to build it up or to gaslight it. I genuinely want people out there listening to go form their own opinion. You know, get the suggestion, get the vibe, maybe spoil it for yourself, but um, just go watch these films for yourself, especially, you know, if you haven't seen them before. We know, like, it's all, I love introducing people to films. Uh, it's just seeing people's reactions to to certain things I've genuinely enjoyed. Uh, probably too much my whole life. I've watched thousands of movies <laughs> since, gosh... My, my preteen years, I was into these types of things. So really just enjoyed the aspect of writing um, and, and screen and screenplays and genuinely just building a story. I just think that that's so hard to do, especially with innovation and creativity, as well as keeping it along with trends and societal, you know, kind of poles in a sense, like wh- where are things swaying? What's cool right now? You know, trying to keep people intrigued, but also you know, maybe a little, you know, in the dark, um, you know, obviously surprise is a huge thing where it's so kind of, it's so hard to find that in modern film nowadays because everything's kind of become predictable in its own way. Um, but regarding this film, and if you haven't obviously read the title, then this movie is called Inception. It was released, um, in July 30, excuse me, July 16th, 2010, um, directed by Christopher Nolan, distributed by Warner Brothers. It has a runtime of two and a half hours. Um, it, this movie is a it's it's a phenomenal film. It's a masterpiece. It, it really is in its own way. Uh, and a lot of people have a, like a controversial viewing of this film and what it really tried to do, especially with the the ending that kind of left you puzzled. Um, and that's all I'll say about the ending, to tell you the truth. Um, but Christopher Nolan does this thing with films that no other director does for me. Uh, David Fincher might be up there, but it, Christopher Nolan just keeps a refreshing touch, uh, a, a constant evolving plot line. Intensity is always felt it, on your edge of your seat. Every film, he's like, it's their visual spectacles, their they're they're written pieces of art and and it's just something to to behold and i think that he is right now hands down the best director making films and this movie although damn a little nearly 14 years old now uh since it was released which is crazy to think about it is the prime example why christopher nolan to me is what direction and what filmmaking needs to be he is the recipe um only he 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 branches out with his ideas obviously but with his cast and crew he genuinely sticks to some of the same people most of the time and you can kind of see those familiar faces here and there um and one thing i will say before we move on from christopher nolan 
is that his writing is equally as passionate as his directing. His cinematography is one of one with what he can do with a camera, but his writing, his pen and paper skills are equally better. Um, equally, equally better, that doesn't make any sense, equal to or better than his camera skills, in my personal opinion, um, and especially with what Warner Brothers has, like, kind of allowed him to do with what he, you know, what his visions typically are, and they're vast, they're huge, they're, they're epics, every film he does is an epic in its own way, they're, they're grand, they're grander than life, and the story's bigger than just one person, um, and that's one thing you can always enjoy about it. But getting into some of the ratings for this film, in my personal opinion, before we get into some of the performances from the cast and crew, um, the Tomato Meter only has this as an 87%. The audience score has this as a 91%. This movie, in my personal opinion, after recently watching it with my mom, my grandmother, um, for maybe the 10th time, this movie's a 10 out of 10. And I just want to be able to tell you why before, again, we get into the performances. Not only is every character in its own way clever and crucial, and this movie is not, like, visually, how do I say, LSD vibes, but it's definitely trippy. But if you actually look at every character, like, they're definitely, like, oddly components to a dream. And the whole point of Inception is, the, okay, so <laughs> breaking it down in terms to people that have not seen this movie so that they can understand, there's a bunch of people trying to break into a dude's mind and implant an idea, and they're trying to make his subconscious believe that it's his original idea, that it was not planted there or given to him by anyone else because it's based on a decision that could change not only his life, but the lives of millions of people. So it's one of those kind of high-stakes situation, situations. Um, and Inception is just what I explained. Planting an idea into a subject's mind and making that subject not only believe that that idea was theirs, but the idea was actually theirs. So they have to go in and influence and infiltrate not only one dream, but a dream within a dream. But then you take that up a notch. A dream within a dream within a dream. So then, you know, obviously something goes wrong. Inside the third layer of the dream, they have to legitimately go into the fourth layer of the dream, which is known as not even a layer of a dream, wasn't even the guy's dream, they were just dreaming in that most deep layer of sleep or dream, and they fell into what is called limbo. It's endless space, and like a it's literally like a sandbox mode. You're literally God, you can live forever, build forever, whatever you want, and never wake up. But if you're there for too long, there's a quote in this movie that is pretty fire. It's if you, oh God, I, I just typed it up and it's like, it goes along the lines of you might become an old man that is waiting to die alone, filled with regret. And it was just that, just remember that parallel. Um, and, and just, it, it correlates with that. And it goes into the, the aspect of these people genuinely that have done it enough question reality and only dream because they think that the dream is real life. And 
there's so many rules to this this you know game of Inception, um, and, and being able to essentially hijack and steal from people in their sleep, steal their secrets, which ironically is the easy version of uh, Inception, if you will. But the hard part of it is implanting an idea. So it's just genuinely to that point where you have to pay attention to this movie every second of it to be able to understand it, but you will appreciate it even more if you do so. Um, and, and trying to explain that in its own way was hard enough, and I do apologize, but I do hope that it made somewhat sense, and I hope that it was at least interesting. Um, but characters and, and cast members I won't really talk about, but I just want to quickly shout out because they're you know, in the film, and Christopher Nolan obviously really appreciates using you know those repeating cameos or appearances from these particular actresses or actors um but lucas haas was in this he played nash shout out to him michael kane played miles uh, a father of a crucial character but shout out to him um and cillian murphy played robert fisher jr he was a big part of this film but his role was limited, but Cillian Murphy, obviously, I just want to say something about him. He just played in Oppenheimer. He, his first leading role, obviously, ironically enough, Christopher Nolan directed that film. But he is one of the best actors of all time, in my personal opinion, with what he's had to grind through, through that kind of world of Hollywood. He's a typical kind of guy, like your everyday guy, that's just made art. Everything he's been in has been stellar, from Anthropoid to to Inception, to the Dark Knight trilogy, to Oppenheimer, to Dunkirk, to so many films. I've just thoroughly enjoyed him as an actor. Just shout out to him. Um, Dilip Rail played Yusuf. He was a he was the chemist of the team, and he had a critical role in defending um, the Dreamers in Layer One of the Dream. So you'll get what I mean when you actually watch the film, but. These are where I just, these guys and one female, obviously, these five characters stuck out to me and are obviously the, the big five, if you will. Um, Ken Watanabe played Saito. Uh, he was kind of the guy that recruited, um, but also was nearly a victim to Inception from the leads um, played by Leonardo DiCaprio and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Arthur uh, is Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, and Cobb is DiCaprio's character. Um, but he mainly, you know, he knew all along because apparently in this world's very high-staked individuals of politics, CEOs, corporations, big guys, big gals with tons of power and authority, they uh, get trained against Inception. So they'll know, you know, if they're in a dream being, you know, kind of fucked around with in a sense, like they're getting robbed their secrets are getting taken out of their subconscious. So they get subconscious militant training and they have a bunch of, in a sense, NPCs defend their dreams. So that's pretty cool. Um, but Saito, really crucial character. He's the financial backing of the whole team, in a sense, excuse me. Um, but he, uh, Ken Montanabe is one of the most charismatic you know, side actors you'll ever see in film. I genuinely have always enjoyed his work since The Last Samurai to Inception to uh, The Creator. He's been in so many really good films. Um, and then you go into Tom Hardy, who played Eames, who's that smart-alecky, you know, Irish or British scumbag in this movie. Um, but he's really smart. He 
is incredibly athletic. I mean, the third layer of um, Mr. Fisher's dream is like a snow terrain mountain fortress, and he goes on an insane snowmobile ski chase. It's fucking wild. But Eames is fire. Um, and honestly, in a couple days or so after um, I show my mom, a.k.a. my grandma, uh, another movie, uh, we're probably going to do like a little sit-down talking about the last couple movies I've showed her. And we'll talk about this again, uh, just so that everyone can kind of get her thoughts on it as well. Um, especially someone that's a little... She's seen movies a little more simple than this, in a sense, in her time. Uh, just, just for everyone out there to kind of get the gist from her perspective, in a sense. And then Elliot Page played uh, Adrienne, who was a very smart engineer. Um, Miles, played by Michael Caine, is a professor at a, you know, a, a university in France, and she's like a structural engineer. And the team needs someone with these capabilities to be able to architecturally create each dream because in a sense they're using that person's dreams for Cillian Murphy's character Robert Fisher Jr.'s character to plop into with his subconscious so all the people in the dream are going to be his subconscious but the layout the buildings everything is going to be um essentially built from the team and and they'll explain all of this better than I can in the film and you'll kind of organically and f- see that visually and it'll make a lot more sense but Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays Arthur and he plays a great supporting actor to Leonardo DiCaprio and he's a guy that is very thorough incredibly intelligent and very witty greatly appreciated Joseph Gordon-Levitt's um, performance in this film thought it was really badass I love him and I love him as an actor. I love his craft. I love every movie that he's ever done. And in my opinion, I I know he gets dogged on a lot with how he writes and stuff, but I, I genuinely have always appreciated what he's done and the work he's put out there. And I'm glad that he was in a Christopher Nolan film. I think that's you know an A plus for him to tell you the truth. Um, but getting down to the the main sauce, the main delight of the movie, and it's Leonardo DiCaprio who plays Dom Cobb, um, the most flawed character in this film, who will do anything to get back to his kids. Notice in the film how you don't ever see the kids' faces until the end, um, and it's because was he in a dream all along, or was he in reality? I mean, he himself has made some questionable decisions, but he's also been through hell um he has the soul of probably two lifetimes if you watch and pay attention to this movie and catch the subtleties you'll genuinely really enjoy Cobb and his character and you'll appreciate his flaws and why he does what he does it's because he has to do it it's the only way for him to stay grounded in reality to get back to the kids that he hasn't been able to see since he was falsely accused of killing his wife. And that's the only bomb I'm going to drop there because I don't want to spoil it too much. So you'll get to meet Mal and you'll get to see who she is. And she's played by Marion Cotillard. Um, really small role in a sense. Not many lines here and there. But she was a huge part in the kind of the climax, I guess, of the film in a sense. Um, but she played... Uh, Ra's al Ghul's daughter in uh, The Dark Knight Rises. She's been in some really good stuff as well. She was really believable to be that kind of deranged, psychotic demon in, in Cobb's mind. And 
she has a lot of power to kind of freely do what she wants, even in other people's dreams that Cobb is in, because his subconscious is breaking through him into other people's dreams. It's kind of crazy. It may seem wild when I say it, but it's just really crazy, especially if you're a dreamer. I daydream a lot, and I just, I'm able to close my eyes and think of really detailed things and kind of zone out in my own way, uh, even with my eyes open too. But it's it's one of those things where everyone has their own way of dreaming and kind of going into that imaginative thought. And if you're into that kind of thing, if like, if you're a fucking human being, anyone would like this movie. I'm just, I, that's, that's all I got to fucking say, bro. Like, what am I even talking about at this point? Like, anyone, if you're alive and you have a fucking pulse, you like... If you're a, if you have a pulse, bro, you're going to enjoy this masterpiece from Christopher Nolan. I mean, this movie has everything you could want in the I mean, intense chase scenes, imaginative and innovative and creative cinematography, phenomenal storyline and writing. I I mean, the characterizations and the performances by every member of the crew and and the cast, phenomenal. Everything worked in this film, in my personal opinion, and especially when it comes down to the ending, because you just, I don't want to say anything, but you just don't know. Like, it's its left like that, and then like you rewatch it, or you'll go back and try and find that hint or that, that signifier that says, okay, fuck, this is when they went back into the dream. But like, at the end, you just really don't know, because everyone that's into this side of the business of inception into hijacking people's dreams and stealing their secrets or implanting ideas every single one of them has a particular item called a totem and a totem is a individual item that has major significance to that person and only you can be the one that touches it and holds it you can show it to other people but they cannot touch it because you have to know it's real and let's just say a totem is left in question at the end. And it's one of those things where you're like, you're led up to this this point and you're like, oh my God, this guy's finally going to get home. He's finally going to get to his kids, Cobb. He did so much. Leonardo DiCaprio played such a great character in the sense of not only was he flawed morally, but he would do anything to get what he wanted in a sense. And if that meant sacrificing an entire team of people to go to depths that potentially no one has ever gone before, then he would do it. I mean, he would do it. He, he would risk it all because he's seen it all. He has a soul that is very old because let me just say this, him and his wife, you know, they tested around with his dreaming and they were in limbo for 50 years, which they explain the time. Time is like, time moves like three times slower in layer one and then like five times slower in layer two. They explain the time difference in each layer of each dream because in layer one, a van could be flipping while they're on, while they're all in the dream in layer two. And they would just feel the, their like present reality in that dream like shift if the van was like flipping their their world would literally be flipping in that dream if that makes any sense you will see please watch it it please enjoy it please you know definitely just captivate yourself like literally just it's so hard to explain because 
it's one of these movies where it's not only a visual spectacle and a masterpiece in every right of that, but it's also one of these movies where it's so intellectually complex, but displayed and orchestrated and 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 shown by Christopher Nolan, it's simple. Especially if you're actually watching with a little bit of your brain capacity on. You know, this isn't a Will Ferrell, Kevin Hart movie, you know, it's not Get Hard, you're not watching this to kill brain cells or to kill time, you're watching this to maybe learn something insane or watch something crazy, see something you've never seen before. And, and, and that's what Christopher Nolan seems to deliver on every single project, every single film he touches is just a masterpiece. I mean, even going back to I just stuttered there really bad. <laughs> but Memento, which was a film filmed backwards. And it, it, it's it's insane. Going back to Al Pacino's film Insomnia. I mean, a lot of people, you know, 10 years older than me, maybe, maybe even a little less than that, eight years older than me, they're like, oh, Quentin Tarantino, all, all Quentin Tarantino. And I, I argue Christopher Nolan. I think Christopher Nolan is the best director of all time. I don't think it's even a question. You have Dunkirk, which a lot of people, even Tarantino said himself, is Nolan's masterpiece. I personally don't agree with that statement, but, you know, one could argue this is his masterpiece, but a lot of other people argue Interstellar is his masterpiece. So it's one of those things where it's like, you really got to take it with a grain of salt, obviously, to kind of base your own opinion. But I genuinely believe that Inception is his second best movie he's made. Because The Dark Knight is still, it's his best. Because what he allowed Heath Ledger to do in his creative process for The Joker was just insane. I don't think a director has ever let someone go that far, that loose and 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 stick to the craft because it's about the art it's about the film it's about putting something together that is special and the recipe for inception was nothing but special we saw spectacular visuals spectacular cinematography phenomenal performances by the cast and crew i can't say it enough i mean we saw everything right we saw everything perfectly done right and, and we saw the time in the idea you saw the idea of the film you knew what it was trying to do. You couldn't predict it, but you saw what Nolan was, what he was doing, what he what he wanted the viewer to experience. And that's crucial, that's key. I mean, but you felt every emotion on the ride. And every time you rewatch a film from him as well, it's the same thing. And not the same emotion over again, but you learn something new. You see something you missed. You, you appreciate something else. He is a genius in his own right, and a modern-day genius. We're witnessing something special, and Inception, I know, is an older film now, nearly nearly 15 years old, but damn, man, it's still something that could have been made today and still would have gotten the same, if not better, ratings than it did. And just shout-out to Christopher Nolan. If you're somehow you know, listening or seeing this or anything, man, you're a... You're a special individual, a special director, and you put you put something something spectacular on every screen whenever you you know finish or conclude a project and decide to release it. I, I am 
I'm proud to be a fan of his. I'm glad that before most people, you know, appreciated his other work, I, you know, I'm glad that a lot of people now are so vocal about his greatness because he is truly special. He's a great director. Inception, I mean, fuck, man. After re- recently rewatching it, it's every time you watch a new, like, a, a Nolan movie over again, you're like, okay, that's the best one. And then the new one, it's like, okay, no, no, no. And then the one you watched eight months ago, oh, wait, no, this one's the best one. The one you watched two years ago, oh, fuck, but Interstellar. And you're like, ah, oh, but Tenet's fire. Tenet actually might be his worst movie. Tenet and Insomnia are probably down there, but that's like an eight out of, those are eights out of ten. Like, those are, if those are his worst movies, then <laughs> fuck. I mean, we should really get some more Christopher Nolans out here, but the beautiful thing about it is there's only, there's only a few. There's only one. <laughs> only a few that's ever done and had the success he's had, though, for sure, is what I meant. But Christopher Nolan is a one-of-one director, and his discography, not discography, but filmography is special. It's special, and it he's never missed. I'll say that. I'll say that. But honestly, if you've never seen Inception, in the rare case that someone has not, please go check it out. I'm, I give this movie a 10 out of 10. Just a straight 10 out of 10. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful film. Everything you want in a, in a great new story, refreshing, intense, crazy, unpredictable, and enjoyable for a second watch, third watch, fourth watch. I've seen the movie over 10 times now. I fucking love it more and more. You know, just shout out to, just shout out to everyone involved in the making of Inception. And, and if you've not seen it out there, please do check it out. And make sure if you want more of these types of episodes, you guys uh, follow and download the episode, follow the show on whatever platform you're listening to it on right now. All support is greatly appreciated. Uh, make sure you do follow all of our social media accounts at Tea Time Reports on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Threads. We also have a YouTube channel, Tea Time Reports, and a website, www.teatimereports.com. If you want to learn a little bit more about us and the show, check that out for sure. But this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thank you guys so much for all the support and anyone out there listening in right now. It's greatly appreciated. Sending all the positive energy and the positive vibes because that's all you can really do out here is try. But everyone out there, stay safe, stay awake, and take care.